Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, holy, you can steal. My soul's test this morning. Father, thank you for a brand new day. Thank you for the grace to come into your presence, Lord. Thank you for the blessing of knowing you, for the privilege to call you Father, to call you my King and my Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We come this morning, Lord, and declare that you are holy. We declare this morning that you are righteous. We declare this morning that you are I am, that you are Jehovah and there is none like you. We declare and call you Yahweh this morning, our great God who is worthy of all praise and glory. Be magnified forevermore. You are the one who is sufficient for every situation. Scripture says that you are the hope of the nations. And so, Father, we thank you this morning because we can come in hope into your presence. We thank you this morning because in your presence we know there is fullness of joy. At your right hand there are pleasures evermore. We say thank you, Lord. Be glorified forevermore. As we spend this time today in your presence, fellowshipping and reading your word, we ask, Lord, be glorified once again. We ask for wisdom. We ask for knowledge and understanding. Lord, we ask that at the end of today, let your name be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Morphe Eyenike. A big thank you um, to everyone who called and checked in. Why didn't we have a devotional yesterday? <laughs> All right, it was important to prepare, okay? So, um, but thank you for checking in. God bless you. Um, whatever platform you're joining me on, on Spotify, on Anchor, Facebook, whatever platform you're on, WhatsApp, God bless you. Um, continue to pay attention to the word of God. We are coming to a, into a season, okay, and you will understand as we study the book of Revelation together, we are coming into a season where every one of us has to be vigilant. We have to be able to understand the word for ourselves, and God will bless you in the name of Jesus. All right, let's go. Um, the book of Revelation, so this is the second time we will be studying uh, Revelations together. Um, the last time was quite interesting. It was a blessing to share this and to study this book together with all of you. Um, I, If I remember, I received the most engagement. Yes, I received the most engagement during the period when we study um, Revelations. Naturally, <laughs> I think this thing does... Uh, intrigue people, amazes people. I remember um, one feedback I received. Someone told me, you mean Revelation is this easy to understand? Yes, it's very easy. And if you are just joining in, maybe after we went through that and you have not been able to scroll back to listen um, to what we shared then, then this will, this will bless you. 
um, a few uh, things I will like to give in the prologue um, on helping us okay understand how we are going to study this book first of all is to understand okay that um, the Bible has two basic ways in which you can interpret it you can either interpret it literally which is what we do most times when we read the Bible interpret it literally read the words and ask yourself if you have any understanding if they make any any sense to you if they do then just take the Bible's word for it but if the literal does not make sense usually the Bible is speaking figuratively okay so and the book of Revelation is one book uh, where more than 60 70 percent of the things in there are figures of speech okay they are in a sense Jesus is speaking figuratively so it is often very difficult for most people to understand but um, translating or interpreting figure of speech is very 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 simple just assume that the Bible speaks literally now it is giving you a figure of speech with the intention to communicate literally okay uh, and it just makes it simple from there okay so that's the first thing i want you to note the book of revelation is part of the books we called ex eschatological studies okay um eschatological does comes from the greek word eschatos which means final okay so it tells you it's a book that talks about the final or the ending or the last days the end times uh, okay so we put the book of daniel uh, also in this bracket so we note that we are doing eschatological study but it's it's very simple okay we'll be trying to understand what the bible is saying about this time also i want us to be vigilant in the way we interpret i remember the first time then i said we have to pay attention to over interpreting misinterpreting and underinterpreting. over interpreting is trying to make the bible say what the bible is not saying and i received that a few times when we were studying okay i remember where we were looking at one of the beasts uh, in daniel was it the third beast or the i can't remember then there was somebody who wrote in then and told me that definitely the third beast refers to russia okay um that's over interpretation okay <laughs> you are trying to make the bible say what you want it to say you always want to to avoid that and then there is under interpretation where you are trying you know you are disregarding what the bible is trying to say to you there okay so we want to also avoid that we just pick the words of Jesus because Jesus is the one giving John this revelation and try to understand what he is saying. So we want to avoid underinterpretation. At the same time, we also want to avoid misinterpretation. He has said one thing, you are trying to make it say something else. That's misinterpreting what he is saying. We will try to avoid that also. And God will bless us in Jesus' name um okay so as we go also i remember 
um, part of the engagement as I received um, majority of our disagreement was coming from the style of study the style of study uh, let me make it very clear all throughout church history the book of Revelation has been very difficult to understand so many church leaders avoided Wesley you know great church elders avoided the book of Revelation because they were careful not they didn't want to mislead their people okay uh, but we have an advantage we've had time we have wonderful resources you know um thank god for the power of of uh of the internet to be able to research things okay so um we have a little bit of advantage however there are majorly four styles of study i won't um explain each one of them but but i will just call their names and then let you know the style that i am using in my you know in studying the book of revelation so you have what we call the temp contemporary historical style of studying the book of revelation contemporary historical style or we call it the preterist style of studying the prophecies of of the book of revelation you also have the continuous historical uh, style of interpretation you have the futurist the futurist style of interpretation and then you have the dispensational style of interpretation the dispensational style which is the style i i used in my study okay so for example um one of the reasons why i had the pushback from someone was because he was using much of the contemporary um, historical style in his interpretation. Okay, so that meant we were going to be seeing this from from um, from very two very different perspectives. Okay, the for example, the contemporary historical style of interpretation says that the Book of Revelation focuses on just the, that first 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 century uh during the period of john and a little bit after him nero or domitian was the beast that was referred to then um and then of course the um, christians were being persecuted you know and, and all of that okay so there is a style of interpretation for that that's contemporary okay and um it's fine if um, I think that things we will just know better when we get to heaven. Okay, um, I use the dispensational, in, you know, in dispensational interpretation style, where okay, I say that Jesus is speaking figuratively. Number two, there are events that show that it shows us that speaks to literally. Um, you can have more than two occurrences throughout church ages. So they are not just showing us because they have happened and then they have happened once and for all. So a good, a good example was where it talked about the beast. Okay. So that, this is where uh, the contemporary style clashes with the dispensational style of interpretation. When Jesus talked about the beast, talking about the antichrist. Okay there was an actually an antichrist 
in the first century, okay, Antiochus Epiphanes, okay, um, was an antichrist. He literally fulfilled everything written in the book of Daniel and everything written, <laughs> written, uh, written about him, you know, even in the New Testament, literally fulfilled them. Um, but he was, you know, I have always tried to confirm that there is what we call the spirit of the antichrist and then an antichrist it was a form of antichrist pointing to showing us how to recognize the antichrist when he eventually comes okay so the dispensational style of interpretation will give you you can have events that show up two three times throughout church history okay and it's fine um, the seven letters, for example, that Jesus sends to the seven churches, you know, um, are not just letters sent to specific. Yes, these seven churches existed during the time when John were around. But these seven letters, the dispensational style of interpretation says that these seven letters do not just represent these seven letters sent to these seven churches, but they represent um the seven church dispensations that would um happen on the earth before jesus comes okay so very 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 important so that is that is um um my style of interpretation and i'm telling you it promises to be interesting um please get your bibles let's read revelations chapter one and let's see what we can take from here today now there are seven parts in the book of revelations so we'll divide it into seven parts the first part is the one we'll read in chapter one jesus comes on the scene tells us the purpose of the book and why john is getting this revelation okay so we note that another thing you note in the book of revelation i said yesterday for those who got um who did get my write-up yesterday that the book of Revelation builds on the book of Daniel. Okay, so we'll look, we'll take a look at um, when we get to that part where where they meet together. We'll look at Daniel's prophecy and how Daniel, John's prophecy fulfills what he was saying. Okay, things that were not clear to him, things that the angel told him to seal away then. Daniel, um, John, Jesus speaking to John here makes it a lot clearer. Okay, so very important you pay attention, you know, to the book of Daniel. I hope you read the book of Daniel. Okay, so the first part, Jesus shows up on the scene, and I think that's Revelations 1. And then the second part, Jesus will be speaking to the seven churches. Okay, so the seven churches of Ephesus, Smyrna, Pagamom, Tatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Okay, that's the second part. So we studied that. I think that is about up to about chapter five, and then we have the tribulations. Uh, the tribulations are broken into two. Into two. Okay. So the tribulation is going to span about seven years. As not about exactly seven years. Uh, three and a half years we call that the tribulation marked by the blowing of seven trumpets okay so you are going to pay attention to the number seven in the as we study the book of revelations uh, seven is the number of perfection seven churches um, 
um, seven angels of the church, seven trumpets, se seven vials, seven seals are broken. You know, so you get the trumpets being blown one after the other. Okay. Um, after that, we will then get what we call the great tribulation. That's three and a half years into the tribulation. Um, the Antichrist will break his covenant with Israel and then hell, will, or hell breaks loose. Okay, so um, that's part three. Part four, we have the battle of Armageddon, um, which is the Antichrist and the beast fighting the last battle against, against the armies of God. We have that in part four. In part five, we have the millennium the millennium, millennium kingdom, the 1,000 year kingdom of Christ that Jesus will set up on, on the earth. Okay? Um, part 6 is the judgment. I think that's about Revelation chapter 20. Um, the, 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 the final judgment or what we call the white throne judgment where everyone that stands before this judgment uh, <laughs> they're not born again. Okay? They're going to hell. That's part six, and then the last part is Revelation chapter 21 and 22, um, where we see a new heaven and a new earth. Okay, so the Bible is very, very intriguing, it's a very, very special book. I promise you, the Bible starts with two perfect chapters, okay, Genesis chapter one and Genesis chapter two, and in the Old Testament, are the only chapters without any sin, okay where sin was not in existence, man had not sinned against God. God just created the whole earth and man came up on the scene. There is no sin, okay, in Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2. In Revelation chapter 21 and 22 also, sin also would have, uh, would have been taken away from the earth, okay? So, Genesis chapter 1 and 2 are the only two perfect chapters in the Old Testament without sin, and Genesis chapter, uh, Revelations chapter 21 and 22 are the only perfect two chapters where sin also would have been destroyed, taken away. Okay, so very, very wonderful. All right, so we are going to be studying. We are not just going to be reading. Okay, so there are going to be times where we will pause and we'll take a chapter for a day or two. Um, please note that we're not just reading through. So let's read Revelations chapter 1. Here, Jesus appears to John. And um, John seeing Jesus for the first time after they saw him rise up, okay, um, rise up to the heavens. Some people have questioned where is heaven. Anyhow, he is rising up to the sky until they cannot see him anymore. The next time John sees Jesus, um, he is looking much, much different. And we will see um, how to interpret that. Revelation chapter 1, prologue. It says, this is a revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servant the events that must soon happen. This is a revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants the events that must soon take place. He sent an angel to present this revelation to his servant, John who faithfully reported everything he saw. This is his report of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Okay, so 
There are going to be times in this revelation when Jesus is the one speaking to Revelation chapter 1. Jesus is the one speaking to John directly. And there are going to be many times during the book of Revelation where it says he sent an angel, okay, to deliver to his servant John, okay? Um, very important. It says he sent an angel to present this revelation to his servant John, who faithfully reported everything he saw. Now, verse 3 says, God blesses the one who reads the words of this prophecy. So we note this is prophetic, okay? The words of Revelation are prophetic. They speak about the time in which John is living in and also the end time. Uh, Revelation, the words of this prophecy are so beautiful that they are some of some part of them are actually historic today okay so we could actually research and go back and check these prophecies it says god blesses the one who reads who who reads the words of this prophecy so we are blessed this morning amen yes to the church and he blesses all who listens to its message and obey what it says for the end is near so there are many people who have argued with so jesus was saying to john then that the end was near two thousand years ago if the end was near two thousand years ago then what is he talking about what is he talking about why um so we call this maranatha you know it has not come so let's just, just continue living our lives maybe it will never come see okay the answer is even Jesus encouraged his disciples, you know, those who listen to him, to live with that sense of urgency and being, being vigilant. He told them that they should be as, as wise as serpent and be as gentle as dove. He told them, you know, to, to, sell, to sell what they had, to, to buy a sword, to get ready, to take flight, you know, and everything. He told them that, okay? So... Um, so Jesus is the first one to tell us that look the time is near also remember that so I remember the first time we took this I, men I mentioned something about the mountain view the mountain view talks about where you are standing at the top of the mountain and you are seeing and you are seeing the landscape so for someone standing top there he's seeing the entire stretch of everything but if you are on the ground, which is where we are, you know, as human beings, it looks like it's never going to come. But what the person standing on the mountain can see, we really can, we can't, we can't quickly explain. Okay, so when God says it is near, okay, please believe me, it is near. It is near because he is speaking by dispensations. It is near because... If you look at the letter sent to the seven churches and the seven church, um, the, the, the dispensation that we have had throughout the church years, we have actually had the seven dispensation already. We are actually in the seventh one right now. That is the Laodicean church. There's no doubt, there's no other church after, after that, okay, from, from, from the letters that Jesus sent to the church. So we know that we are living in the end times. It says, for the time is, the time is near. Now, let's look at 
let's look at John's greetings uh, to the seven churches. It says this letter is from John. John is sending this prophecy as a letter. It says this letter is from John to the seven churches in the province of Asia. This letter is from John to the seven churches in the province of Asia. So those these churches existed during John's time. But I say again, the dispensational style of interpretation says that these letters are not just for these seven churches, but they speak about the seven church dispensations that we will have. It says grace and peace to you from the one who is, who always was, and who is, who is still to come um, from the seven spirits before his throne. Okay? The one who is, who always was, and who is to come is Jesus Christ. Eh? Jesus said, I am the first and the last. I am Alpha and Omega. He is the one who is, who always was, and who is still to come. So God, John is simply saying, I bring you, I send you grace and peace, or I send you greetings from Jesus Christ and from the, the sevenfold spirit before his throne. Since I'm from Jesus Christ, he is the faithful witness to these things. The first to rise from the dead and the ruler of all of all the kings, all the kings of the world. He is the first to rise from the dead, meaning that he is the first to rise and never die again. Okay, Jesus raised many people from the dead, but they died again. Okay, Lazarus died again. So when he says that he is the first, the first to rise from the dead and the ruler of all the kings of the earth, it means that he is the one that death does not have any power over again. Since all glory to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by shedding his blood for us. All glory to him. Jesus, the shedding of Jesus' blood freed us from our sins. He says he has made us a kingdom, a kingdom of priests, for God is Father. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. So, you accept it or not, you are a priest. Actually, you are both royalty and priesthood at the same time. Kingdom of peace, priests. Other versions call it kings and priests. For God, our Father. It says, all glory and power to, uh, to him forever and ever. It says, look, it comes with the cloud of heaven and everyone will see him. Even those who pierced him and all the nations of the world will mourn for him. Yes, amen. Look, it comes with the cloud. Um, so you get a reference of this even in the book of Enoch when he will return with 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 the saints with the 10,000 saints but it says that even those who pierce him so this part is talking about the end of the great tribulation after the wars the war of Armageddon that is when he will return he comes with the clouds of heaven um, I think you have that in 2nd Thessalonians and everyone will see him even those who pierce him and all the nations of the world will mourn for him yes amen I am Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord God. I am the one who is, who always was, 
and who is still to come. The Almighty, Jesus introducing himself here. I am Alpha and and Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord God. I am the one who is, who was, who always was, and who is still to come, the Almighty. Jesus calls himself the Almighty One. Now, listen, verse 9. I, John, am your brother and your partner in suffering and in God's kingdom. At this time, uh, Domitian had exiled. So Domitian, after Nero, who was a very terrible emperor, um, persecuted the church to, to nonsense. Okay, After him, you, I think you have Emperor Titus, and then you have one other person short short they had short periods and then you have domitian it was domitian that exiled john to the island of patmos says i john am your brother and your partner in suffering and in god's kingdom and and in the patient endurance to which jesus calls us jesus calls all of us to patience endurance so if you are suffering today jesus sees it listen he has called us to patience endurance it says, I was exiled to the island of Patmos for preaching the word of God and for the testimony about Jesus. He was sent there because he was a Christian. Actually, they had tried to kill him earlier by boiling him alive. For whatever reason, he didn't die. And so he was exiled to the island of Patmos. Okay, One remote island far, far away there where everything there dies. They left him there to die. And... He lived there for a long time. And I think scholars says he came from, from that island. And it was there that he received, you know, the book of Revelation. He says, I was exiled to the island of Patmos for preaching the word of God and for my testimony about Jesus. It was the Lord's day and I was worshiping in the spirit. Suddenly I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet blast. Okay, so when it says a loud voice like a trumpet back, it is using figurative language. Okay, if I say you roar like a lion, it doesn't mean you're a lion. It just, it's just showing me, you know, how, how maybe the way uh, you, you demonstrated when you were, you, were, you were shouting or, you know. <laughs> so when it says that a loud voice like a trumpet is telling you, you know, just the same way a a trumpet blast, you know, announces or, you know, grabs your attention. Um, That is what John is describing here figuratively. So that's how figurative language works, and that's how we interpret it. It says, I heard behind me um, a loud voice like a trumpet blast. It says, write in a book everything you see. In other words, the book of Revelation was some somewhat an interpret, you know, um, a recitation. Yes, that's the word I'm looking for, a recitation, because John is actually there, and Jesus, and at that time, the angel come and is reciting to him. He's actually writing down what Jesus is saying. Jesus said, "It said, write in a book everything you see." And send it to the seven churches in the cities, the cities of Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Okay, so we will study this period. We we'll study them extensively. I think it starts from chapter two to chapter five. We will take two churches each day, and we will see how it applied to the to the church age you know that we have lived in 12 it says when i turned to see who was speaking to me 
I saw seven gold, seven gold lampstand. Okay, he saw seven gold. I said, pay attention to the to the number seven. It's used again and again in the book of Revelation, talking about perfection. The gold lampstand um, represents the Holy Spirit. Okay, seven gold lampstand, and I am standing in the middle of the lampstand. So the seven gold lampstand represents the Holy Spirit. But here, the seven gold lampstand, I think, represents the seven churches and the seven and the angels of those churches or the pastors of those churches. Okay, so we will stop very soon and then we'll continue tomorrow. He said, when I turned to see who was speaking to me, I saw seven gold lampstand. And standing in the middle of the lampstand was someone like the son of man. He was wearing a long robe with a gold sash across his chest. Okay, so let's stop there today. So, John says, I see seven gold lampstand. And standing in the middle of them, okay, in the middle of the lampstand was someone like the son of man. Jesus was standing in the middle of his church. That's a simple way of interpreting it. Okay, now, if you go back and read... So we'll look at the churches one by one. You will see that I don't think any of them, it was only one of them that was, that was you could say was doing well. All of them had challenges. And where am I going to? See, God does not abandon you because you are not yet perfect. No, he's standing in the midst of his church. And so the church cannot be pretending to Christ when he is standing in the midst of us. How can we be pretending and be trying to run away from him as if there's anything hidden from him? So this morning, I want us to pray. Lord, as your word comes in the book of Revelation, help me to understand it. Yes, Lord. And Lord, help me not to hide from you. Help me to grow in your presence. Become more and more like you, Lord. Pray this morning for yourself in the name of Jesus. Lord, we want to know you better. As we study the book of Revelation, grant us wisdom, understanding. Lord, help us not to hide from you. Help us come to you every day and become more and more like you. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.